Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm Coleman Hodges. Joining us today, 2020 Tokyo Olympian, and most recently, Florida Gator. Today, we're sitting down with Jake Mitchell. How's it going, man? It's good. Thanks for having me on. So let's, I have to start with this love conquers all, but Florida middle distance conquers love. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, coming. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, uh, that was, that was a comment left on your Instagram post by Emma Wyant. Um, so tell us about the move. You, you're, you're transferring from Michigan to Florida. Um, what made that the right decision for you? Um, yeah, I think it kind of, you know, sort of when I entered the portal, I was kind of thinking about um, what would be the best fit for me. Um, I, I was training under Coach Nessie um, and training with Kieran, Bobby, and Katie. Um, and that was just a lot of fun. And I really liked the energy that we were kind of bouncing off of each other. Um, and obviously, Coach Nessie's a, a great coach. And, um, I, I like his philosophies and, and, and such. And I, um, I wanted to take a visit down there. And so I took a visit and, um, everything that I had kind of thought was, um, um, was true. And so I, I, I decided that was the place I wanted to be. Yeah. We saw you got some golf time in with Kieran. Are you a big golfer? Um, I try to be, I don't get to golf much in Michigan. Um, (laughs) last time I golfed was like September, uh, it got too cold, but, uh, yeah, Kieran, Kieran wanted to take me out. So, um, um, yeah, we got to play first time in a while. It was pretty fun. Nice. Uh, so (laughs) I'm excited. Do do you remember any particular sets you did with that Florida group in, uh, in Tokyo or in training camp? Um, I have to, I have to milk this for all it's worth. Yeah, for sure. Um, the one I always tell people um, is we did a set. I, I don't know how far it was out from when we left for Tokyo, but this was in Hawaii. It was um, a descending set with like a pretty tight descend with um, some active rest. So it was um, something to the effect of three 200s descend, um, like pretty tight descend. I think Kieran and I started at like 158 or something. Um, and then we got down to 154 and then Katie descended to 158, which I was, I, that was super impressive. Um, and that was like the practice of my life. And she was like right on my heels. Um, so that's the one I always tell people. And then, you know, the same thing with one fifties and hundreds. Um, but yeah, that was, that was probably the, the best set that we as a group had. Did you, did you see our video with, uh, with Bobby and Katie doing 15, 100s best average next to each other. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so that's, I really like that story of yours because um, we've heard from a lot of athletes that at Olympic training camp, that's kind of like where you're at your best. Right. I mean, not only mm-hmm. have you been waiting for this for a long time, but like, then you get to train, 
with the peers that also made the Olympic team next to you. Did you have that feeling in Hawaii and I guess in, in, um, in camp in Tokyo as well, that just like you were on, you would, you would achieve this next level. Yeah, it was really cool. Honestly, I think it was kind of just the energy that was around the camp. Um, just like with everybody, like being everyone there was an Olympian. Um, and that was a really cool thing. And especially like all the resources that USA swimming had, like gave us, whether that was like nutrition, um, like immediately after practice, um, or like massages and, and such, and just like incredible coaching staff. I think also swimming outside, that was really nice. Um, it was a lot of, it made up practices a little bit more fun. Um, but yeah, I think everyone just knowing that we were all going towards one common goal, it was, it made um, it a lot easier to, to go fast. And it, it, yeah, it was a place where a lot of us surprised ourselves um, a lot more than we thought we would have. Yeah. I mean, I know after your uh, spectacular trials, time trial, you, you, you kind of talked about that was the swim that you'd been training for. Um, and, you know, you kind of knew you were confident that you had a swim like that in you. But, um, you know, going 158 to 154, having the practice of your life, having that training block like that, did you also surprise yourself even after having that, you know, monster swim at trials? Um. I think um, I was happy that I was able to go faster at Tokyo, even if it was only a half second. Um, I think, you know, obviously when you make an Olympic final, like even if um, I was two seconds off of the, the highest seed going into finals, I think obviously like you're going to want to win a medal. Um, and so I mean, I think it was a little bit um, disappointing, I think, and such. But I think I think I did a pretty good job of um, finding out different ways to swim. I was talking to um, my coaches and Nesty and was saying that I found three different ways to swim a 345. <laughs> One going out 149 and then two that were a little bit more neg- like more even split. Um, so I think it was cool to get that many kind of swims under my belt. And I think... I'm definitely now ready for the next bear. <laughs> yeah. The, it's the foreign free, especially for Americans is, has been, um, kind of an elusive event, right? I, yeah, I don't, I don't think like, Oh, American middle distance. It's like, we're in such a drought or anything, but, um, you know, we, I think the American records, 342 world records, 340, you know, it's a bit, uh, for a lot of people, it's it's kind of this weird balance of you have to have the speed, especially the closing speed, but you also, like you said, like the even split, even sometimes a negative split mm-hmm. um, can is kind of the way you have to do it. Um, do how do you after having swam it so many different ways? How have you found that is the best way for you uh, to work that? Um, for me, I think. I enjoy going out fast. Um, however, um, it's it's just important for me to be controlled because, um, I mean, obviously, if I get too excited and use my legs too much in the first half, it, it kind of takes me out for the rest of the race. So I think using the first, like, 100 to 150, um, trying to, like, use minimal legs, but, like, keeping a high, like, tempo with your arms. Um, and then once you hit the 200, it's kind of just, like, go all out, basically. Um, 
because I mean, you do that so many times in practice. So I think the key is there's going to be some people that are going to go out fast and they're going to die unless they don't, which that's a special case, <laughs> but <laughs> um, it's really important to have that strong back half. Um, and so I think I, I like the more negative split, um, even split type way of swimming it. Um, cause it helps me feel a little bit more confident in the second 200, um, you know, with trials, I was out 149 back, like 156 or something. Um, and so I would have seen everyone creeping up on me if, if I was, if I had people in the race with me as well. Um, but yeah, I like the more even split. I think it's more fun. Um, you know, especially like if you're with people, it's, it's better and you get a little bit more like adrenaline towards the end of the race because you think you're catching people and such um so I, I like i like the more even split a little bit better yeah so i have a couple questions off of that one first of all you mentioned tri trials in your time trial when you hit the 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 olympic a cut you were 149 156 do you think you had to swim it that way in order to to get the time and to make uh to make the team in that yeah, race i think so i think um in, in the, in the actual final, um, on the first night, I was, all I was thinking about was get second, get second, get second. Um, and I, I assumed, you know, um, cause this is my first trial. I assumed that getting second would get me the cut because that's what I had always seen. Um, and so I, I knew that, you know, going into the time trial, I needed to have more speed going out. I needed to be able to be out fast, um, to give myself a shot. Cause if I was going to hang around, in the back end like i wasn't going to be able to get it so um i kind of used the crowd and the momentum and the adrenaline um to take it out and then you know really use them on the back half because it was hurting <laughs> i'm sorry if i asked you this question at the time or I'm, maybe you got asked this a lot of the time um did you, you were the only one in that time trial. And then I know there was at least one more time trial where a few other guys were set to, <clears throat> to, you know, try to get that cut as well. Did you pick that slot by design? Like, did you want to be by yourself or did you just happen to pick that slot and no one else picked it? Um, so I was told that everyone's, everyone else was going to do it. I think it was Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was the day after the 800 and, they were like, you can either go alone or you can go, um, with everybody else. And I, I just, I mean, I didn't want to wait another two days cause one, it was a lot of stress and a lot of, a lot of thinking. Um, but I just wanted to go. Um, I came, my coach told me, he's like, you didn't come this far to come this far to get second and not make the Olympic team. Um, and so like, what are you going to do about it? And so I wanted to, to choose that time to go alone. Um, and I think it definitely worked out in the end. Seems like it. <laughs> um, so, so then, you know, you have this experience in Tokyo, like you say, you make the final, which is a huge achievement. You go three forty-five, three different ways. Um, and then coming back in the fall, uh, how are you feeling? You know, did you, do you feel like you got a real bump from this Olympic experience? Do you feel like you kind of came down or, or, you know, low for a while? How did that affect you? Um, I think I was definitely kind of riding a high. I took, I took, um, about a month off, um, after the games because my, my first international meet was 2019 and I took a week off and I was so excited to get back in the water. 
And it led to me like kind of burning out um, like four or five months down the road. And so I wanted to make sure that I took my time um, to kind of get set again before I went. And so I was, I was doing pretty well, actually. I was super excited, super uh, having fun and everything. And I got sick um, right after our SMU meet um, in October. Like the day we got back, I like started feeling bad. Um, and so that kind of took me out for like two weeks just because I kept trying to like get back into things like super fast. And it kind of took me a little bit longer to get get through. Um, but yeah, I think I was definitely riding the high and I'm, I'm definitely still super motivated um, off that. And especially coming off of NCAAs um, cut short and such. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So that's great to hear. Let's talk about NCAAs because as you just shared with me, uh, you found out you had mono the day of the 400 IM NCAAs. Um, so just, yeah. Can you take me through finding that out the symptom, you know, that, that whole process? Yeah. So about a, a week, a week and a half, um, before NCAAs, I had like, my neck was swelling up a little bit. Um, and so I went to the doctor and they were like, oh, like, seems you're fighting something, but we don't know what it is. So they did mono tests. They did all these other tests and they're like, everything's negative. And I was like, okay, I'm still like feeling all right in the water. Like, I don't feel like super tired. I don't feel super tired any outside of the water. And so I kept swimming, um, and like the swelling started to go down. So I was like, okay, I'm fine. And then I showed up to the meet and I started racing and I was just getting tired, like so fast in my races. And so my coaches had me go to the, um, I don't know. It's like whatever building was right next to it. There's a medical center, um, to the pool. And so they did a mono test there and that was positive. And that was the day, like literally like two hours after my 4am. <laughs> um, and so they're like, yeah, it's positive. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. So kind of have to rethink, you know, everything going on in the next whatever month. Cause I planned on keep swimming and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, that was positive. So I obviously scratched the mile. Um, and, um, yeah. So what, how do you have to handle that now? I mean, do you have to take time out of the water? Were you planning on doing that anyway? Or, you know, what, what is the, what is dealing with that look like moving forward? Yeah. So I, I was supposed to take, I took like a week. There was one week that they call no activity. So I, I had from the moment that I found out I was positive up until, uh, last Monday, um, I was out of the water, not allowed to do anything. Um, but I didn't have any sore throat. I didn't have any fever. I didn't have any like tiredness out of the water. I was just kind of chilling, um, which is weird. And so, cause I mean, everyone that I'd heard at mono was like, Oh, like sore throat fever, all this stuff. Um, and so I was a little confused. And so I was like, all right, well, this is good because that means I'll get to get back in the water. Um, and so they told me I could get back in, but it's like a 15 day, like a two week, two week, two and a half week kind of gradual build back. Um, and so I'm in that right now. I have, I think like next Wednesday, next Thursday, I'll be able to like start training full time, um, again. And so, yeah, right now I'm still kind of limited to like an hour, hour and a half, 
um, of swimming every day and kind of just like what I feel, um, you know, just go with how I feel and, and basically just trying to get back up to hundred percent. Yeah. So then, um, I know you're going to Gainesville within the next week or two. Um, so uh, to- I'm going home, I'm going home to Carmel, oh, okay. uh, next week. Yeah. And then, um, still trying to figure out when I'm going to get down to Gainesville and, um, and, uh, hopefully, you know, sooner rather than later, but we'll figure it out. Gotcha. Okay. So going home to Carmel next week and then to gain, you know, to Gainesville TBA. Um, so do you have a plan yet for, you know, swimming? I'm, I'm guessing you're not going to trials in a week and a half, but, uh, do you have a plan for the rest of the summer? Yeah. I mean, I think I've debated like going to trials a lot. And I mean, as much as I would love to like have some miraculous recovery where I go and I make the team off of like some month long mega taper, um, I think that would be awesome. But at the same time, I am not able to even hit like race pace until like late next week, which would put me at about five, six days out. Um, so I think it's, it's the best, best idea for long-term, um, to just make sure I'm getting back and then, um, you know, getting down to Gainesville, um, and training for nationals in Irvine. Um, so that'll be, that'll be the, the, the end of the season goal. Gotcha. That sounds like a plan. I'm so sorry that happened to you. That sounds pretty, pretty not fun. Um, I mean, did you, do you have a hard time processing that or dealing with that at the time? Do you feel like you're still having a hard time with it? If, if you are, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think at the time when I, when they first told me, I was a little shocked because the one week, the week before was negative and that was positive. And I kind of had to like, think about like, okay, what am I doing the rest of NCAAs? Because I feel f- fine unless I get in the water, which is not good. But <laughs> um, I was like, what am I going to do about world champ trials? Um, I'll have to be out of the water for a couple of weeks. And um, it was a lot of like trying to juggle things and trying to figure out the answer. Um, and you know, I mean, my parents helped me a lot, you know, trying to help me realize that, you know, maybe it's for the best and, and try to see like the positive side and things. Um, and so I think I've, I've learned to like, kind of stop trying to control everything. Um, because that was entirely out of my control. Um, and especially with, you know, everything that I'm doing right now with transferring to Gainesville and, or to Florida and, you know, thinking about moving down to Gainesville, whenever that's going to happen and having to do all this extra stuff, I think, you know, it, it could just be a blessing in disguise. Um, and so I think, you know, perspective, um, definitely helps. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did, I mean, do you, does this feel similar at all to when everything shut down because of COVID, um, and kind of, you know, just having to reassess and take a step back? Yeah. I think it's, um, a little bit similar. The only difference is that everyone else can still go. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's, it's a similar mindset as far as how to like deal with it. Um, but I mean, obviously I would like to make the world team and get to travel with the team, um, especially after last summer. And so that part is, is different, but, um, how I mentally go at it is about the same. 
Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, maybe having dealt with something like this before it's maybe a little easier to have to make that pivot, uh, because you've already had to do it once. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I am. Yeah. That's, that's a bummer that we won't see you at trials. Um, hopefully see you at Irvine and, uh, kick some butt there um thank you jake for coming on and for uh chatting with us for a bit anything else we missed any any other thoughts before we sign off no i think that's good uh thank you very much for having me you've been listening to the swim swim podcast stay tuned for new episodes every week you can take swim swim podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.